Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, guy. Imagine if that if your job was to write lyrics for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. There's not an easier job going. Anthony Kiedis writes his own words, doesn't he? Do he, ma- he makes his own words. <laughs> makes his own words. It's even better. <laughs> you know, like, it's just all, it's just whatever comes out. It's like when you're um, singing around the house. They've had so much success with it, though. Clearly, they're better at that than anyone else. Yeah. What genre of music do you listen to? I listen to the type of music that sounds like someone's folding washing and no one's home. (laughs) But someone's left a recorder on. Yeah. And then a band has started jamming behind them. (laughs) Like the sound is being transmitted to a... A studio room, you know, that is, unknowingly. That is actually... Um, and it's just a bunch of session musicians like, okay, I see what he's to, done. To my ears, such an accurate description of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's it's remarkable. How are you? Yeah, all good. It's quite... It's it's wild to me, actually. Like, this is big. This I said to Guy during this watch, and I don't think this has really landed for you, but this has landed for me in a big way. This might be the last time that you and I watch a movie more than once. For this thing. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That is huge. That is... Um, like, I, I, gen, I, I don't know what to do with it, but I, I feel free. Or I'm not quite free. I think at the live show, I'll feel like, like I've been let out of jail a little bit. Uh, it's a weird feeling. Of course, of course. I think um, I feel still damaged. Like, I, I, I know it's true, but I still don't trust, you know, until, yeah. I, until I've lived it. Uh huh. It's um. Understand. It is not yet. It's not like penetrated the sort of um veneer I've put on. You know, like it hasn't. It hasn't reached my heart. Yeah, you've been bitten yeah. before, and now you're shy. Fool me once, shame on you. Shame on me. Fool me once, shame on me. 
Yeah. Being the person who isn't you. Fooled me tight twice. Shame on me. You. No, shame on you as the person who got fooled twice. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna fool me twice. What does George what does George Bush say? Oh, he made such a meal that was great. <laughs> what was that? You ain't you won't get fooled again. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. someone's done that on TikTok, but that would be good. Just like finish his thought from <laughs> with the who. <laughs> Fool me three times. You won't get fooled again. And then um, have that guy from CSI putting the. <laughs> it is the, that one, eh? That's yeah. the track. Yeah. Funny song for like a police procedural show. Caruso is his name? Officer Caruso. I, don't I think know. it is. I don't think I've seen a damn episode of that, but I'm pretty sure his name's Caruso. They make a lot of them. Yeah. Did but you ever fuck with NCIS? I think I've seen parts of episodes of every show. Mm. I've never seen a whole episode. Nice one, nice one. Hey, what'd you think of Too Fast, Too Furious uh, on the second and final watch well, of the movie, guys? First of all, uh, a delight not to have my opinion poisoned. By the uh, Mackle, the Mackle boys. Yeah, man, those guys think they're better than Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> yeah, that one, no one's better than Too Fast, Too Furious. Coming at it from a reasonable angle with their heads on swivels, fucking oh, disrespectful. Oh, we watch other movies and shit. Fuck you guys, man. I uh, respectfully fuck you guys. A few things I thought. Um, it's a lot of fun to be in Miami. Number one. Mm. Number two. I think Paul Walker is. Doing some of the worst acting I've ever seen, and I think it serves the movie brilliantly. Yeah, there's been a real turn. There's been a turn on our opinion of Paul Walker this watch. I just think we both agree his acting is very bad. I just think, um, on the whole, it's it's it is, and I I think this is consistent with my opinion of the previous screening. It's just it's a movie. It's the movie I like to watch. It's this is the sort of movie. This is where I'm at intellectually. It's where I'm at with how I like to expend my energy. This is the level and genre of movie that gives me a, a, a man looking to watch a movie pleasure. I reckon this podcast has broken your fucking brain, dude. Because the the man I met ten years ago, he was smarter than this. <laughs> he was more discerning than this. I'm not trying to be smart or discerning anymore. I, I just, can tell. I just want to like pull the plug out for one hour and 40 minutes and then put the plug back in. This is the brutal reality of aging, I think. How do you feel about it? Uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> now, I, would this, it's, fi- it's palatable, this movie. I, I, I don't think it's unique to this movie. The po- like, I, I, I was bored this time, which is crazy because I had a thrill ride the first time. Yeah. This time I was like, well, I know everything that's going to happen. You got through a, hu- a mountain of laundry. Yeah, I folded up a lot of laundry at the start, and I don't blight my spot on that though. I'm not. It's not. I'm not saying it with any flavour. Well, it feels like it's cheating on watching the film, but I was watching no, it the whole time. It's. I think that's um that's how a lot of people watch things these days. They're not folding laundry, but a we're lot of them work. are probably playing. We're at, they're not. They're not watching a, a movie for work. We're at work. Is there a laundry you folding game? Like an app, which is just you fold surely, laundry. Surely. It's crazy there's still not a robot for that, eh? Like, laundry genuinely seems to be quite tricky to figure out how to automate. Oh, uh, to fold it? Yeah. Out of the machine? Yeah. No, it's, robotic it's, too, arms. it's too hard. Yeah, it is too hard. Laundry, one of the hardest jobs because it's just too many jobs. Putting it in, putting it in the machine. Do you separate colors and whites? I don't. In your washing, I hasten to add. 
I still don't. Uh, put it in the wash. Mm. You got to hang it out. Yes. You got to bring it in. You got to fold it. You got to put it away. It's like five jobs. Yeah. And that's just one domestic task, but it's five jobs. Man, up until like not that long ago, you had to beat your clothes against a stick in the river. Yeah, yeah. You had to like or a um, rock or whatever. Drag them over like a perforated bit of wood. Yeah, what are those called again? Washboard. Yeah. Washboard abs. That's where that comes from. Yeah. The more you know. Mm. Yeah, this movie annoyed I, me this time. And I'm not even going to try and rank the fuckable cars this time. I just don't... Have, I, I like... I don't want to let... You know, I don't want to be lazy, but I just... I don't also want to force it. Yeah, I understand. And if I don't want to have sex with the cars, I can't just conjure You're up... You're not in a position to go on dates right now. Yeah. And that's okay. It's not where Dude, I'm at. I think that's, res- that's more respectful to the cars than, you know, like putting on a whole song and dance. Suki's Honda is pretty cool. Okay. The S2000. Now you've got a wicked twinkle in your eye that says... <laughs> I could fuck with that S2000. You're not totally off the market. Nah, that's a that's a cool car. Well, my favorite color is pink, and there's not a lot of pink cars in the Fast Universe. Yeah, so when you see one, you notice. Yeah. You sit up, you pay attention. It's like, oh, what's going on here? I, I couldn't really... I mean, the, the two main cars, to my eyes, are the, um, the cars they get given by the police, which are hot, as they say. Oh, the wired up. Cars this hot, mm. you... You know the people. Who, one, the people who wired these up, they're gonna know when you're not wearing your seatbelt. Is one a Mitzi Lancer? Maybe it's an Evo. One of them's an Evo because he says, uh, "Where'd you get an Evo?" And what's the other one? I don't know, man. Okay, I'm not in the business of fucking cars. Never yeah. have been. Never will be. Yeah. I just want to go back to. Um, thank you for sharing that, and I respect that you don't want to date these cars. Sure. I I just want to go back to Paul Walker's performance. Okay. I want to talk about. It just he just. He's like, he's got the energy of like the high school quarterback or the jock who's shown up to the, um, you know, to like audition for the school play. He's been cast because it's going to get bums on seats. <laughs> and then he's sort of like, he's gone to no trouble to learn his craft and the director's not bothered to try and rein him in. And to me, it, and I don't know if this would be true of a live performance, but in this movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, it makes it feel like he is hosting the movie. He's hosting the movie to us. Wow. And Roman is kind of like a surrogate for the audience in that Roman is introduced and then it's Paul Walker's or Brian's job to show him around Miami, all the things he knows and tell him about this and that and the other. This is Tej. He's got a hand in every pie. And this if you want to do anything in Miami, you got to go through him. Yeah. Is this it, is Suki. She's exactly. great, good at driving, but she's great at art. In fact, she's the best. Yeah. When they, they show up, they show up to Tish's. This is when he, it's most obvious, but they show up to Tish's garage. He goes, yeah, this is Tish's garage. It's the best. It's the best. And it's got the feeling of, um, I think. No, you, that's not Tish's garage. He says it, he says it up top. He says Does it's he? the best. And then he says. No, 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 but it's not Tish's. It's that other guy. It's what? that other guy. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Jimmy the, Jimmy the Jimmy, mechanic. It's Jimmy's, Jimmy's garage. Oh, Jimmy, he's the best. Is it, no, it's Tish's garage. Nah, it's not. Jimmy's the mechanic. It's Tej's garage. Really? Is it? Straight okay. up. All right. When they're playing poker and Tej has a royal flush, he yeah. says, this is my garage. Oh, fuck. You're right. But he says it's the best. Which, put a pin in that because I want to get to that later. Absolutely. Uh, he says, Tej has got his finger in so many pies. That's just how it is. He's like, um, it's like you've had, it's like a play date and you've asked someone from your class or school over who you, for whatever reason in your head at that age, think is cooler than you. Yes. So you ask them over and then they say yes. And you sort of can't believe it. It is almost like a date. You're nervous and you're like, oh shit. So they come over and then you're walking through, you're like, this is the kitchen. This is where my mum makes all the snacks. She makes the best snacks. You know, and you get into the rumpus room. <laughs> you're like, 
Uh, we don't have a foosball table yet, but we're going to get one. We're going to put it over there. It's going to be amazing. You know, that's where I sit on my couch. You know, like Dad got that TV from work. It's the best TV you can yeah, get. Yeah, it's the biggest TV you can actually buy. You can't actually buy a TV that big. We've got a PlayStation Five, but it's actually just getting fixed at the moment. Exactly. It's at the shop. He's got big, like, please like me energy, and yeah. it's just it it works. Across. Not for nothing. Guy's not pulling this out of his ass. Jimmy is the best. Yeah. Suki is the best. Yeah. There's a lot of the best. And Tej, the, you've got to go through Tej. The reason that Tej has his fingers in so many pies is because that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, what he says. It can't not be like that. That's just how it is. That's how it is. Plot-wise, though, he, there is actually an interesting uh, wrinkle to this, which is that he hit a wall going 120 miles yeah. an hour. Hit a wall at a buck 20. Which is like... In our metric system, it's, about 185k. Do you know how fast it is? It's too as, fast. It's uh, too, and furious. too furious. It's as far when Brian O'Connor jumps that car onto the boat in the climactic final scene of this film. Mm. The, Spoiler: the, There's a, a close-up of the car like topping out at 120 miles. So, how fast Ludacris crashed into that wall is the fastest we see oh, a the car fastest going on the speedometer. Yeah, in the whole movie. Yeah. And he had a wall doing that, and he's fine. Yeah, he's actually. He just doesn't drive anymore, but now he's got a ton of businesses. Yeah, he's got his. He does organizing and collecting. He should have had a wall again. Who knows what he's capable no, of? No, He'd be no, like no. Elon Musk at the Look, other man, end that's, of that that's, one. Hit a wall once, shame on, shame <laughs> on me. Hit a wall at 120 miles an hour twice. You won't get fooled again. <laughs> Talk to me about poker. So when you're playing poker. I understand what's going on with Jimmy. Jimmy um, slams his cards down on the table and goes to reach into that pot. It's a very brazen move, and it's not something it's, you sh- you know should do. For context in the game, uh, Paul, Paul and uh, Roman and Brian, or whatever you want to call them, they arrive at the garage at night one night. They're looking for something. There's a game of poker happening. Suki, Ludacris, and Jimmy. Yeah. Ludacris is Tej. Yeah. So... Jimmy's like, I've got this. I'm guessing he's probably made a flush. Mm-hmm. Um, super high. That's when you get the same something suits. that you, something cards, that you would suit. think very high ranking. Would so he's be like, close to no one can beat this. And so he goes and he grabs the pot and he starts grabbing the money. Also, they they they're playing with cash, which is pretty baller. Like normally you'd have chips on the table, but that's kind of cool. It is. You that's know, a, that's with, the thing. Americans have hard currency on them. We haven't had that in New Zealand since 1993. Even in, in America, currency is on the fade. It's it is something we lose with cash. Is with an absence of cash. Yeah, like yeah. as cash goes away, it's it's not as cool to not have cash. The buskers in Auckland downtown now have tap and go machines. You got to. I mean, you just have to. I know, but that's such a rigmarole. They have to like go to the bank, present themselves as a small business owner. I was actually owner. thinking about that today. When I was running this morning, I was thinking about if to have a garage sale, you'd have to... I was thinking about... Fuck, you would, you'd yeah. You'd have to have a tap and go. I think a garage sale, there's still a reasonable expectation. It's like, hit the ATM on the way here, folks. Yeah. Or transfer money to me. I'll oh, watch you do it. Oh, money transfers are classic. Yeah, watch. That feels a bit... Yeah, but they do... Like, I've been do in bakeries. To, do you have to pay tax on... A garage sale? I don't think so. I think legally, nah. Because it's just It's, it's not stuff. income. Income is like legally defined if memory serves as a uh, an activity you go about with the that has the intention of generating revenue. I get I and I guess a garage sale falls into that, but I don't I th- I mean you could argue the intention is to like empty the garage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. While turning a nice little profit. Yeah, exactly. But I don't no, I don't think 
um, like even even to the letter of the law, I'm pretty sure that yeah. something like a garage sale you don't have to pay tax on. Um, in poker, so then we got Jimmy and he grabs the money and then Tej goes, uh-uh, royal flush. The odds of a royal flush ever appearing in a game of poker are astronomically low. How low? You, I don't know. It, have you, I went, have hold you, on, I'll look it up. Have you seen one? Yeah, I've seen I've seen one happen in one game ever. And did people act like normal? It was fucking crazy. I'll just ask. That's the way to do this. What are the odds of getting a royal flush in Texas Hold'em? 0.000154%, according to Wikipedia. So that is... Yeah, sh- hey, stop, stop. Doesn't work stop. like that, bro. She needs to cut it out. Needs the, to tell you everything about it. So j- the odds, to put it another way, <laughs> 600... That was written by an American man. What? <laughs> like that, that copy where it's like... You got the information you want, and it's like, but I know yeah. more. <laughs> you got to stop laying into Americans. We both do, all right? They're beautiful people. The odds are 650,000 to one that it would come up. And teachers just like, yeah, I've got a royal flush. I win. I think... No emotion. That, to me, suggests that he's cheated. And that, yeah, like, I know. Same, actually. And everyone kind of knows he cheats, and so they're just like, "Okay, yeah, you got a royal flush. That you is win again." Fucked that the proprietor of the garage, who is playing a game of poker with his employee, cheats in a cash game, and everyone's just like, "I guess that's what Tej is like." Fuck that. But I'm with you. I agree. That's what it feels like. Mm, no good. No fucking good, man. I did go a little too hard on Looter in the in the last screening. I did enjoy him. As uh, the more I learned about Paul Walker's acting style, the more I respected Ludacris's and and um, Tyrese. Was it like just to tr- to to track back, I guess, or flash forwards, depending on whether or not you're us or someone else? The way that they seed, like you know, our introduction to um, Roman and Tej was yeah. like they go to space together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this movie, it's like. One of them's just running a gambling ring in Miami. The yeah. other one's just trying to get off home detention in Miami. Yeah. They meet like this. They fist bump. They're like, hey, you know, Paul Walker says, uh, Tej Parker, Roman Pierce or whatever. Nice. Thank you. And then they, they bones. And it's like, these guys have no idea what the future holds. <laughs> you They've don't got, know that you're going to go to space. You don't even it? know that you're going to become like basically comic relief because of Vin Diesel's just absolute self-determined desire to make these movies serious serious and, and justin Lin, like on the sides like yeah you got it no laughs and then he, yeah. he pulls ludicrous and tyrese aside he's like guys we need to get some laughs yeah it's you yeah. two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to help me out and luda doesn't in those later ones he, he, no, he, he stops playing ball he too. stops playing ball but tyrese like thank god he's here franchise mvp yeah oh we can almost do that now. I reckon you're right. Yeah. And he's he's really treated uh, with a huge amount of disrespect in F8 and 9. They make him dumber through the whole thing. And, you know, Joseph Moore first pointed this out, but they make Tej, like, preternaturally clever midway through. That's so true. It, they totally change who he is. It, it, he, he was never on a computer. No, no. He's it wasn't never been on a computer. And again... They've already got... I've forgotten her name already, which is so bad. They've got... What's her Ramsey. name? Ramsey. She's the computer person. Yeah. You don't get two hackers. You just need one. 
No, nah, because... Tish is clearly the, like, entrepreneurial dude in there. That's Good. His, that's his thing, yeah. Keep him there. Tyrese, smooth talker. It's Vin like, Diesel, charismatic black hole. Everyone has their role to play. They do. Paul Walker, I said, actor improving in real time. <laughs> yes. What I said uh, 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 upon reflection during this movie to Guy about this franchise is that the fir- the, I assume the first movie and definitely this movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, are about cars. Yeah. And basically the rest of this franchise is about Vin Diesel. Yeah. The next and one, is, all the next the one is for in, it. But do you know that in this for this? What do you mean Tokyo Drift? Or do yeah. you mean fa- the Fast and the Furious? Tokyo Drift's not about Vin Diesel. That's true. Do you know though that? Uh, well, so it isn't. Se- but then he insisted on inserting himself. At they the wanted end. him. They wanted him. Okay. This this script, Fast and the Furious, was such a success that the studio developed two scripts for the sequel. You've been doing so much googling. I love this. One in which. Dom returns. Really? And one in which he doesn't. And uh How was, did they pick? It was either fi- it was basically Vin's choice. Oh really? And he was he was filming Triple X. Yep. And maybe sort of didn't want to return to a sequel when he was still trying to expand his, his acting horizons. I've not thought about Triple X for a long time. Yeah. Well That I, franchise kind of went nowhere, eh? But they was made a, a couple. There was the sequel, which was I think six X. Was it really? <laughs> no, come on. I also, I just while we're here, because I got a message during the screening, just by chance, from Tom Walker of um, Tom Walker is good fame, very very funny comedian, uh, big soft titty PNG, and um, in Twitch. Famously. Hey guy, and this is what all he said. Hey guy, since you're experiencing Vin Diesel interest, he has a movie called The Last Witch Hunter. It's based on his D and D character, and it gives a lot of insight into the man, in my opinion. Like. He talked to a screenwriter about his character, and they worked on it together. Spoilers, but the character is cursed to be completely immune to damage and unkillable. And so, like with Fast and the Furious, there's no tension to the fight scenes. So, Vin Diesel is a mortal man what the whose fuck? singular obsession is representing himself in as many different film franchises as possible. Is untouchable. As like unkillable that is so shit and then when he's not working on films he's releasing like quite vulnerable music i think another um absolute powerhouse of comedy abby howells was telling me about this dmd movie that existed but that little nugget is so (laughs) that is brutalizing that is so punishing to me Mm. fucking hell he's in the movies man he's in the business of storytelling yeah. And he made his character that he wrote around a movie he made unkillable. Far out, it, but dude. isn't there that's um We're on the we're on, we're in the basement of rules of good storytelling. Isn't, no, isn't that what makes Twilight so good? The guys can't die. Is it? Is, is it uh, nice? A, I humbly question your uh, premise. <laughs> well, no, they're saying Twilight is good. That's a given. It is good. Is it? It's it was popular. <laughs> this is the, I mean we can talk shit about Vin Diesel. This is popular. Popular ass franchise. Fast and Furious. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But I think it was built on the shoulders of giants and those giants were The Fast and the Furious as far as I've heard. This movie, Tokyo Drift, I think was good. But did that kind of bomb Tokyo, a Tokyo Drift um it looked to me like was yeah, it bombed a little. I think obviously, you know, 
you lose a huge chunk of your fan base. If, if, if the two you, you make Fast and Furious and the two following sequels, mm-hmm. they don't they don't feature the most prominent star, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Drift in particular, then lose Paul Walker as well, and Tyrese, who you've just made us fall in love with, and even Mendes, who's actually a genuine movie star anyway. So they do, that, you know, that, that does, I can't even remember why I started talking about this, that does drop off a little bit. Oh, I lost it. I think if you can convince a studio to keep making enough movies, and if there's, there's, there's something about the machinery of it, it's that it, it kind of ties in with Hollywood accounting. It's like if, if you've managed to successfully get to like number four or five or six of a continual film film franchise that costs tens of millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars to make, they have so many things they do to safeguard it losing money. Oh, okay. Like from a, a PR and marketing point of view, that it's sort of like the public are a goose being filled so their pat, their liver will become soft. Yeah for the delicious enjoyment of studio executives to just get everyone to the cinema and mindlessly watch as they fill themselves up on nutrition devoid content so that they is become it, pate the, for the exec. Is it we are the pate. We are the product. We are foie gras. Yeah. Oh man. I wanted to say so the thing I was saying is that I think Tokyo Drift was a bit of a box office bomb. I also think it was sort of spurned by critics upon release. And then with the power of hindsight, everyone's like, actually, that one was pretty sick. Is my understanding of Do it. Do you think it's them going compared to the subsequent ones? Uh, or it's just possible. as a movie? It's possible. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What did you give me a shining light guy what'd you like about this movie this time too fast too furious i there was there's quite a lot i like i like um i like the old i like the fonds i like the old guys who are sort of these petsy um foils for roman and brian like they're also technically on audition to work for carter 
Is that his name? The, the villain? Verone? Verone. Yep. I yep. call him Verone. Carter Verone. I call him Verone. So there's some other henchmen style guys who are on trial to work for Verone. And you observe that this is an older style of movie in that, like, in a movie now, all of the other people who are auditioning for the roles of henchmen would be just, like, cut to ribbons, just beautiful people. Smoking, you know? smoking Just like up. any, if you saw any single one of them in isolation on the street, you would stop walking. And then if you see them all together, the same thing happens in sports where it's like, because everyone on the field's so big, you're like, oh, they're just like a normal person like me. And then you see an athlete on the street and you're like, this person spends all of their time working on their body. It's exactly the same thing. But in this movie in 2003, in a sequel to a car movie, they're just like, we can just get guys. We can just get guys who live in Florida. And yeah. so there are these old ass guys. Like this guy's face is, um, I think maybe Botox and you know work is more prominent now, but he's just like he's withered. He's got, it, he's that, got like four. He's got four headlines yeah, the whole time. The image to put in your head because it's honestly this is exactly what he looks like is those. I'm doing scare quotes. Teenagers from Grease Lightning that were like obviously 48 years yeah. old when they shot that movie. Possibly, he, yeah, yeah. he just looks like one of the Grease Lightning guys. So him, the whole way through. Is, is like the umbrella for the shining light. And can we say this? Ja, bless. That's it's, so good. It's so nice oh, to see some guys in the movie. Ju- th- this is the thing. This is why it's the shining light, is they're just guys. He's just a guy. And so they're set up to lose at every turn because the only people they come up against in the movie are Brian O'Connor and Roman Pierce. Literally so played by two male models. They audition for Verone. They lose. They uh then they're like somehow, somehow Paul will, or yeah uh, Brian O'Connor and Roman Pierce like we'll race you for your cars. They've got these hot cars that the police have got fucking wired up the shit. Like we need some cars that aren't traceable. So they agree to race them for the cars. They show up to the race at night in these muscle cars, and their girlfriends are with them. And I respect it so much. Their girlfriends in the world of movies in this movie are also old as hell. They're age appropriate. <laughs> they're old, which is refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Every they're just old and they're like fucking talking shit with these young guys and these young guys are like we're the stars of this movie we cannot lose and you're just watching an old guy kind of having fun yeah it's and awesome like, at one point because the cars are faster but they still have to lose the race and the way they do it is Brian O'Connor is like they're doing like a out and back kind of car race and it's a, a relay so you know uh, henchman B races Roman Pierce henchman B wins so henchman A the Fonz. You're getting bogged down. He goes out and he's, he's got a massive head start. And then Brian O'Connor's driving and they're like, he's, he's already gone around the very end. He's on the way, he's on the home stretch before Brian O'Connor's even turned to, to come back. And Brian's just like plays chicken with him, gets his car, lines it up straight at him. And you, then they've just got a close up on the old guy being like, all right, let's see what you got. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, he's just old. Yeah. He's just this old guy. Yeah. It's just great. It's so nice. It's so good to see. And I think it is reflective not only of the time, but kind of as you alluded to, the fact that this wasn't a big film franchise at this point. This was just like them having another hit at the ball with a sequel to this movie that came yeah. out. They're like, is this anything? It's crazy to think how far they've come. There's now 11 of these. Uh, th- but don't and there's you- about to be 12. Diminishing returns, no? Almost irrelevant and not for me to say. I can't tell if these are good or not anymore i've i like even i have the self-awareness to see that i've completely broken 
my ability to judge whether a film is good or not doing this project for this long. This podcast has... A film? These films? A movie, full stop. It's gone. I don't have any trustable discernment or judgment when it comes to the cinema because doing this for this long has broken my fucking brain. My yardstick is so broken. <laughs> like, I have seen so few movies in the last few years, but I've been seeing so much movie the last few yeah. years, and they've all been fucking Fast and Furious, or, or like, I know it's not a movie directly, but Carrie Bradshaw, you know. Emmanuel. Emma, softcore pornography. Like, the, these are 98% of my film consumption for yeah. the last few years. So true. So when people say to me, hey, Tim, what's a cool movie you've seen recently that I could watch? I will change the subject for fear of embarrassment and reprisal. Do you think, was there any point at which your ability to um, review a movie, like did you, it must have improved for a period before a precipitous drop off. Why do you think that? (laughs) Because why do you think watching one movie over and over again would improve? You started getting hired by a very like Flix, which is a very reputable and fantastic film resource in New Zealand and Australia to write movie reviews. I think that's just New Zealand being small. And you wrote good movie reviews. I don't know if that's true. I think I'm an okay writer. I don't think I have any uh, business, really, honestly, reviewing movies. But. uh, yeah, yeah. You review no, do you know movies, what? though. Do you know what? You're right. And a, a movie review, re- like, to me, I was like, well, what is a good film review? You know, like, because uh, to be a film critic, what, you're ostensibly speaking for the public. You've got your own yardstick, right? You're just sharing your opinion confidently. Yeah. And artic- you know, and articulately. Yep. And what has made me realize is that is the, the sheer erosion of ability to discern whether or not a movie is good is that, like, I have lost, even without publishing anything or sharing an opinion with people, I have lost the internal gauge quite often on whether or not I like a movie. You, oh, so you don't even know how you feel I ju- about I it. Just, I just, and it's probably why I've, you know, approached this like willful vegetative state where I'm like, if it's that, I can get it. So you've just surrendered yourself to the ambiguity of how you feel about the movies? Like maybe that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you've been beaten down. That's what this feels like to me. It's like you've been hit so many times and now you're Sylvester Stallone refusing to get up. I haven't seen a single Rocky movie. Speaking but- of which, <laughs> the complex that Carter Verone uh, is, is the complex that plays Carter Verone, sort of the home of his drug empire in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone used to own that house. Well, the, that's another... Montgomery so is, tidbit. knowing how I feel about movies, I've just got, like, I've just enhanced... The amount of miscellaneous and also reduced like the capacity for my filing system to hold it in an organized manner. Yeah. That is the other thing that doing this podcast has done. It's like it has just ravaged the filing cabinets. It's just like pulling shit out, <laughs> throwing it up in the air. And you'll be having a conversation with someone and you'll see like a piece of miscellaneous, just you know, a piece of paper just floating down to the ground. Yeah. You'll see it and you can't so important to you. And you can't not acknowledge it. That to, was do you because oh, what was I I, fuck, I think I messaged you. What was I at a party or something? And I messaged you and I said, hey man, just a heads up for how the vibe is right now. They're playing that song from the scene when Emily Radishkowski and Zac Efron are about to fuck at the music festival after they've dropped acid. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that um, 
That was recent. Like this is how we talk to each other. That's folks. how it feels through the fucking prism of these god awful <laughs> movies that we've just had to subject ourselves to for so long. And now I guess my question is, guy, like, what happens when you release the bird from the cage? Can we repair our brains after this is done? Uh, it's different for different birds. Does Tim? nature return? Tim, it's different for different birds. Can vegetation know. grow on this poisoned patch? <laughs> it's different for different <laughs> patches, Tim. You know. I've seen um, footage of people releasing animals back to the wild, and some of the animals they thrive. It's like they never left. They do not fantastic. all of them. Not though. all of the animals. Some of the animals, they can't. They've been domesticated. They can't. And now they're dead. They can't just go to you know event cinemas and buy a ticket to watch the latest blockbuster. Yeah. And go in normally. Yeah. They they say crabbies have a ticket. Crabbies <laughs> have another ticket to cats. You know, so we're not screening cats, and you just could say, you put it on, please? <laughs> could you please put it on for me? I need to see cats. <laughs> it's the fear, isn't it? Because there's, you know, we're making all these discoveries around how uh, about how brain elasticity works mm. and how your brain sort of functions as you get older. We're not young men anymore. Mm. We're we're in our mid to late thirties, and I know that we're, we're, you know, that's a bit where your brain starts doing degeneration. Is it? Well, f- feels like it. We've probably sped that process up. I'm always, not always, but often, you know, I try to think of something, just something. And what is out of grasp? It's out of reach? I just, I, often I sit. You had a funny joke about that actually the other night. Oh, yeah? It was a real funny line you had when you were like, yeah, I'm trying to not go on my phone at the moment and just have a thought just yeah. to see what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> it was right. really good. Thank you. Sadly, it's an old joke. I got my, you should have seen my eyes light up when I thought, have I stumbled into an exciting new joke? This is what Did I'm, you not realize you were pulling an old bit? No, I knew. That was, oh, right. That was at a, a oh, just now you thought I was referencing It was at a, a show where I, you're describing a show where I had to be funny as opposed to a show where I am. Am allowed to not be funny. That's true, but you were. But just to fill in the blanks for everyone, not that we need to. But both of those situations happened back to back in one night. We yeah. we were both on shows where you had to be funny in the first one because it was a corporate Christmas party, and then we had the open mic, and you were funny in both. Well, it's very sweet, Tim. So how about th- how do you I like mean, them apples? Uh, yeah, write I a s- movie, guy. Oh my god, we should write a film. Are you serious? Bro. It we looks- should just get a bag of cocaine, lock ourselves in a hotel room for four days, and and emerge with ninety pages. I've seen Chelsea writing a movie. <laughs> it looks so hard. I tried. I, I did actually. I got to the end of it. I wrote a pilot for something I wanted to write once, and it was so fucking hard. It was such a hard thing to I do. I got. I got a fright. Not not by um, you writing a pilot. I got a fright by a car going quickly and Rufus barking at it. Loud noises. I guess it was. I got a fright by loud noise. I think, am I am I the bird who upon release <laughs> flies straight into the ground? Quite possibly. Or like into a windmill or something. That's what I'm imagining. Trying its best. It just goes head first into some sort do, of do birds f- extraction fan. I often think about that with animals. Like, you know, I assume all birds are approximately equally good at flying. No. Dude, our national emblem is a flightless oh, okay. bird. Oh, across across um, species. So, like, all sparrows are, are approximately as good at flying as each other. Oh, okay. Like, okay, all we'll swifts, breathe. all eagles, all hawks are about equal to the other matching species. But then, I'm like, but not all 
people are equally no, coordinated. Exactly. So there must be a, a, a scale of like unco of course birds. Yeah. And so, like, because I assume all birds would be like, well, I'm not going to fly into the windmill. But there'll be some birds who are like, I'm not going to fly into that windmill. <laughs> Next thing, flying straight Boom. into the windmill. Straight into it. Bird strike's an amazing thing, eh? What Bird strike? That we still haven't, it feels like the planes are still vulnerable to that. Is that we, when they... It's when, a, like, um, one or a bunch of birds will fly into the engines, into the turbines, and take down a plane. Do you know what is, I think... For, it happens sometimes, and the planes crash, man. Forever made me obsessed with the idea of having a secret room um the cartoon freakazoid yeah was that a spin-off of animaniacs yeah i think it was so freakazoid i think was a character introduced through animaniacs who then got their own spin-off sort of cartoon and there was an episode in which he was conducting a meeting like a secret meeting in a sort of in a room that was set up like a clubhouse or whatever and you watch the meeting and then it zooms out and it turns out the meeting and the people that they're talking about that the meeting was pertaining to, they're in the plane and the meeting's taking place in a secret clubhouse, like which is inside of a you know an engine turbine, like attached to the wing. Jesus. And I, it always made me think, wouldn't it be so great to just have a meeting room in one of these? I mean, it would be loud, but you, you know, like just in in any any secret room. When I was a kid, I used to dream that underneath. In my mattress, there was a door that I could open up, and you'd go down, and then underneath the through the mattress, and underneath it, there was a whole secret like clubhouse down there underneath yeah. the bed. But like you go, the steps go down through the mattress, through the bed base, through the floor. Make it happen, bro! You've got the opportunity and possibly the resources now to make that dream a reality. <laughs> Build the mattress uh, basement. Do you think would that sell? No, you could because you couldn't put it in market because then it's people impo- know. Firstly, I think it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll humor you for four seconds. <laughs> I can't believe how quickly you went from encouraging I'm sorry, that dream like, to then well, me think. opening it up as an idea, and you'd be like, "By the way, dude, that's <laughs> never going to work." That was like less than four seconds. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it stands up to a time. Okay. How would you do so? You've got to have a mattress I, that's got maybe a, a pull out porthole sort of a thing with a handle. Mm-hmm. You pull that out, and then there's a door. And the, and the whole the whole pull out portal is like it's still mattress material. Also, you got your sheets and everything to worry you about. Do. So, I guess okay, so you got to kind of like strip the bed. Essentially. You've got custom sheets that have a little square shut out, like that's, that's zipped, like a very subtle zip. Fucking hell, if you thought that um, folding up fitted sheets was difficult, Why imagine you getting your hands on guys' trap door sheet. It's yeah. a tricky one to put together. And you can't let other people do the laundry because they'll fast see the, furious. The, the secret zip and then they'll find out about the secret. Freakazoid was so awesome. That show rocked. Great intro theme song da, 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 as they da, da, all had da, da, da. at that Freakazoid. time. Freakazoid. And the storyline was that some, I think, game designers had created a game where there was a very specific one in a million set of button presses that if anyone, and they like noticed it, but they were like, ah, no one will do it. We'll ship it anyway. And so they shipped the game. And if it was a real specific bunch of button presses, it like downloaded all of the information of the internet into a person's brain. And his cat walks across the keyboard in the first episode and does the button presses. Oh. And he, that's how he becomes Freakazoid. It's like, um, it's like they've engineered another way of having the mask. Yeah. It's like, it's fucking awesome. Very The Mask. Real, real The Mask guy. What was your shining light? Um, a Freakazoid? You can choose. Probably the theme song. Okay. <laughs> no. uh, 
of this movie, I liked um, Tyrese. I like Tyrese woe to go, really. Yeah, like fair. He comes out the gate with this brooding intensity and, and raw sexual energy emanating from him as he's been in the sort of destruction derby style uh, situation. And that's cool and hot. And then when he sort of does the turn to become light and funny, that's awesome as well. The moment that's really speaking to me at the moment is when we're on the boat and Eva Mendes has probably swum to yeah. Paul Walker to warn him, it's, it's, Brian O'Connor, that she's he's really, going to get shot. They do go to the trouble of showing that she's totally wet. But the challenge, I think, is because the clothes are all like, the T-shirt's all one blue. Yeah, if it yeah, is all wet, yeah, yeah. it still kind of looks dry. But like full face of makeup, which I know in movies it's always but still the case, wet. But, but it's kind of it's like her hair is drenched, so she's wet. You can't tell if the shirt is wet or not because but it's all one color. The hair represents the whole the entity. Yeah, the hair. The hair is that thy hair is thyself. Roman has to go and stall. And I don't know, it's just the the swagger, the whole swag. He just, he goes there. Because this is a high stakes situation. If the two goons figure out that Eva Mendes is in there, the jig is up. They're probably all three of them going to get shot. And he just takes a breath. He goes out. He goes, hey, guys, find what like you're looking for. I like his body for. language, too. He find has, what you're looking for, fellas. He's got, there's like a roof on the boat out the back. And he's got one hand up like on a railing that he's got above his head like that. And yeah. And I think his other arm... Um, no, it's coming behind his back. Is it? I, I just know he's got one arm up like that. Oh yeah, he's got the other one behind his back. He's got the other one behind his back. It's kind of like case you will. Well, it's just it's just um to be in a position with two potentially threatening people, two hit me and and remove the power of both of your arms to be like I'm not worried about this. No, that's what it says. Yeah, it's on one hand you could be like well that's you're vulnerable to an attack, but on no, the other hand you're like exuding confidence. Yeah, and it's disarming and it's vulnerability. And he he does continue to be disarming. And they do begin to treat him worse. I'll throw out another shining light while we're here involving uh, Roman Pierce. So we've talked about in the last episode how they've been given the task by the big bad, Verone, to there's a whole bunch of baddies and it's like, you guys got a race to earn my favor, go get my cigar. Yeah. Um, from this car that's in an impound lot yeah, in my Ferrari. It's an important package. The car's that's, not important. The package is. That's true. And so they go, they get there first. Brian and Roman get there first, and they, they see the Ferrari, and then um, Roman immediately steps out of the car. They're high-fiving. They're jubilant at their you know success that they've all but um, got in the, in, in the palm of their hands, and Roman walks out of the car, and in one swift moment takes his shirt off, wraps it around his fist, smashes the window... <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so you can see him shirtless. And then they build it into a comedy and moment. Paul Walker then opens it by the door just handle. Opens the door handle. It's and great. He says to him, put your blouse back on. Yeah. And they, they're laughing. And this is this this is how good this bit of the movie is. There is moments, just mere seconds really, before my previous episode's Shining Light, which is... Starring the Greece- my Shining Light today, which yes. is the Fonz saying... The- Let's get out of here in a situation when it's pretty heavily implied that you just want to get out of there anyway. Roman's just shot, probably fatally, a police officer. Roman actually, one thing we have to shout out because he doesn't do it. So after the next time Roman sees okay, the, time the, to go. the federal agent, 
uh, the federal, they get into it. And he's like, you shot at me. And he's like, you fucking tried to blow our cover. You know, and they're blowing up at each other. And then they get pulled off by their respective partners. And it's like, okay, okay. They cool down. And then Roman's like doing some pretty bad pacing acting where he's performing pacing. And the, the prompters, Roman, I imagine on the page it says, Roman paces before spotting a food, a bag of food. So you see him pacing and it's not very convincing. He sees the bag of food. And he, what does he say? He says, he grabs, he grabs it, it and, and starts it opening it up. He says, that's my lunch. And then Roman says, so? <laughs> yeah. And so is very funny. <laughs> so is good. So is the most efficient. It's the quick. There's, no, there's yeah, yeah. literally nothing you could say that's smaller than that. And the other so? thing, that's right, and another good, another good one, it's because it's energy, isn't it? His comebacks aren't always articulate. It's just energy. The other ones, when he first meets the Fonz, they get out of these new souped-up cars, and the Fonz says, hey, nice cars, where'd you get them? At the bottom of cereal box? And then Roman just goes, ha, 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 very funny. <laughs> Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> you loved that. Yeah. You loved that. I'm a simple man, Tim. A simple man with no gauge on how he feels about things or where he's at. Mm. Just trying to get enough startup money to launch a business in which I sell rooms at the bottom of mattresses with a trapdoor. You know, I really just do a think bird trying to learn to fly again. You're targeting the right part of the market, which is rich children. Because this economy doesn't work anymore. It doesn't matter what country you're in right now. Guess what, everyone? It's the end of 2023 and the economy is fundamentally broken. It's your economy. So now you, we've just got to make luxury items for incredibly wealthy one percenters and their kids. Is that this the, is where you come in. Is that is that the new bootstraps? Dog, wealth has been so concentrated now at the top that we just need to make trinkets for rich people. That's all there is left. Oh, my God. The infrastructure is crumbling. All it takes is a slightly heavy rain in Auckland. Suddenly we can't swim at the beach because too much human feces is flowing into the water supply. We just got to make baubles and trinkets for rich people who might throw us a few crumbs to keep us afloat. I'll say the point at which you have to check before you go to the beach whether or not there's too much shit in the water to swim, it doesn't matter what it says on the website. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you've crossed the Rubicon. If, if that if that's a if that's a pretty likely possibility, that beach is off the list. Unfortunately, if you have to check, you have to check every time, even if it says it's good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good, guys. It's not good. But if you go, you know, further out of the city, the beaches are beautiful. All right. Okay. Well, just like I think Auckland city beaches get shat on, and that uh, like both, rightly so, um, metaphorically and yes. in reality, yeah. and understandably. But you know, like we we are still we're in proximity to some some good bits of water. Yeah, no, no doubt. No Sydney, cap. you want to talk about city beaches in Sydney? Manly, Poor. Uh, womanly, you know, <laughs> non-binary beaches. <laughs> They've got beaches for everyone. Okay. I'm going to rank this watch of Too Fast, Too Furious. Four out of 11 for me. Okay. I'm going to go out of, so you could Which get, goes to show how fucked up I am. I gave it nine last time. Oh, I am on. all over the shop. So I'm imagining that what I really want is a, I want a soft serve cone with two fl- chocked it with two flakes. Whoa, we. That's what I want, right? Okay. And what I what <laughs> pretty I, decadent, bro. What I can get right now, yeah. and what I was just served. Yeah. A soft serve cone with one flake. 
It's not and no and no choc dip, no choc dip. Okay, I, I, I like it. Like I'm like this is actually really good. Yeah, but you, you had a hankering and and yeah, but sort of as I'm having, I'm thinking, do you know what? If I got this choc top as well, yeah. that actually might have been too much. So I'm sort of talking myself into it. Shit. Well, that kind of reads as a six and a half. I'd say that's about right. Right on. It's incredible that you got to six and a half through my, um, you know, metric. I appreciate that. You fully describe six and a half in words. Yeah. Through an ice cream analogy, I don't. I don't think anyone could have thought any other number. Yeah. Okay. Well, I th- is that is that us? See, you, is that us? Is, that's us saying, we'll see you on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this episode will well and truly come out after that show Absolutely. in real life. So, but not unlike the Fast and the Furious timeline <laughs> itself, <laughs> it's we all... operate in quarter miles and calendar years. Yeah, it's a bit mixed up. So in the world of us, we're going to see you on Friday. See you there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.